Hello and welcome to the Earth Rangers podcast. I'm Earth Ranger Emma, and today I'm having a nice comfy evening by the fireplace here at the Earth Rangers headquarters. Earth Rangers! Earth Rangers! Earth Rangers! <sighs> you know, as much as I love being outside, sometimes it's nice to snuggle up on your favorite armchair with some hot cocoa. Sir Scratchwan is in a super snuggly mood too. So before we head out on today's expedition, let's take it easy for now and start the show up with a top five countdown. Top five animals that change color in the winter. Number five. The ptarmigan. This Arctic bird has beautiful brown feathers in the summer and looks a little bit like a pheasant but in the winter, it turns completely white to blend in with the snow for camouflage. Number four. The long-tailed weasel. This ferocious little mammal has a beautiful brown coat in the summer with a lighter yellowish belly and paws. But in the winter, it turns completely white. Number three. Arctic fox. I love foxes of all kinds. In the summer, the Arctic fox has a coat that is a mix of gray and brown tones. But in the winter, yep, You guessed it, it turns completely white. I'm starting to see a pattern here. Number two. Arctic hare. Another animal that shares a similar habitat with the Arctic fox and the ptarmigan. And guess what? It turns from an earthy brown in the summer to, surprise, surprise, a snowy white in the winter. But at least it has some super cute black tips on the tops of its ears. Number one. The American goldfinch. Now, don't tell me they are turning white in the winter. No, that would not make sense, since these birds are migratory. But the male of the species does look quite different during the summer months. Their yellow feathers are much more vibrant and it looks like they're wearing a cool black hat in the summer. Even their beak is just a little bit more orange. You know, I think we could actually add one more candidate to this list. Me, Earth Ranger Emma. In the summer, I can usually be seen in shorts and my trademark green shirt. While in the winter, I resemble a walking pile of blankets. If you want to see pictures of all the animals from the countdown, check out the show notes at earthrangers.com slash podcast. Earth Rangers! Anyways. Oh. I'm just too comfortable to head outside for any wild adventures today. So how about if I tell you a little story instead? Hmm? Okay, grab yourself a hot cocoa, take off your shoes, and get comfy. Now, you all know that I love traveling the world, meeting all sorts of cool animals, and I have had so many close encounters with wildlife that it's getting hard to count. But have I ever told you about the very first time I interacted with a wild animal? This was a long time ago. I was only nine years old, and I spent the summer with my aunt in the countryside. She lived on a little farm up north, where she kept chickens and goats, and I loved being there because I got to help take care of the animals. She had these two beautiful barn cats and a big fluffy dog named Fiesel. One night, Fiesel the dog and I were outside late, It was my responsibility to check up on all the animals. I would count all the chickens in the shed, collect any eggs they had laid throughout the day, and make sure the door to the goat's pen was properly closed. Because you see, just the night before, 
We had heard a pack of coyotes howling in the woods behind the farm, and we didn't want to take any chances. This could get a little scary, especially on a dark, moonless night. And on this particular evening, it was abnormally dark, and there was a low fog rolling in over the fields. I kept scanning my flashlight around the distance, hoping I would not see a pair of hungry eyes reflected in the shine. Of course, my aunt was watching me the whole time from the kitchen door, but still, it was a little bit spooky. I had just given the barn cat some fresh water when all of a sudden, I noticed the fur on Fiesel's neck rise up and her ears turned to face straight forward. Something was moving in the back of the yard. My heart began to pound. Was this a weasel or worse, coyotes? I froze and held completely still. And then I heard it, a strange sound coming from just behind the vegetable beds. It was kind of off high-pitched, not like a bird call, but definitely not a coyote. There it was again. It almost sounded like a small child screaming. Before I could do anything else, Fiesel took off down through the backyard and started barking loudly. The screaming continued even louder than before, so I had no choice but to check it out. As I got closer, I finally saw what was happening. It was a small rabbit that had gotten stuck in the wire fence that surrounded the vegetable bed. I told Fiesel to stand back, and I carefully approached the scared little critter. The rabbit's leg had gotten wedged in the fence at a bad angle so that it couldn't free itself. Quickly, I ran back to the shed and got some pliers in order to free the little guy. First, of course, I sent Fiesel inside with my aunt at this point, because I didn't want her to scare the rabbit once it was free. And then, I got to work on the fence. Very slowly and very carefully, I was able to bend the wire to create an opening big enough for the rabbit to escape. The little fuzzball had stopped screaming and it stopped struggling too, almost like it knew I was trying to help. When it finally got out, it took a few hops and sank back into the grass. It seemed to be very weak and exhausted. So I decided to scoop it up in my arms and bring it back to the barn where I happened to find a big container that my aunt had used to hatch chicks. It was empty, and it even had a small water bowl inside. I figured that it would be the safest place for the rabbit to spend the night. The next morning, I was up right after the first rooster's crow, and I rushed outside to check on my fuzzy little guest. It looked a lot stronger. And when I picked it up, it looked straight into my eyes as if it was trying to say, thank you. I gently put it back down on the grass, and as soon as its feet touched the ground, it was off, running away in a wild zigzagging line. For a moment, I was really sad, because I had secretly hoped that it had decided to stay and that we could become best friends forever. But then I understood that it's important for wild animals to be, you know, wild. And that's the moment. The moment when I knew I wanted to study biology and become a wildlife expert and to spend my life saving animals. Earth Rangers! And there you have it, Rangers. 
Out of all the amazing animal encounters I've ever been fortunate enough to experience, this is still one of my favorite stories. And that brings me to our brand new audience contest. In 2020, we're asking you listeners to share your favorite animal stories. What's your favorite wild animal encounter? It can be a scary story like if a bear wandered onto your campsite, or a silly story like when a raccoon stole your dad's car keys. But it has to be something that really happened to you or someone close to you. If you tell us a story about playing ping pong with a gorilla, it's probably gonna get disqualified, unless you have photos to prove it. <laughs> to submit your story, go to earthrangers.com podcast and click on the green button with the megaphone that says, leave us a message. Pro tip, when you record your story, make sure there's not too much noise in the background and try to speak loud and clearly so that the quality is good enough for us to share on the show. Just can't wait to hear all your stories. Oh, and best of all, the winner of the contest will win a special Earth Rangers prize pack. All right, my animal-loving friends. That was the last show of 2019. I wish you all the best for 2020. I think it's going to be an amazing year. We'll be back in a few weeks with brand new episodes with really smart guests, astonishing new animal facts, and incredible adventures from around the world. Until then, this is Earth Ranger Emma saying thanks for listening and keep on ranging. Earth Rangers! Hello parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty Narrator here from the Who Smarted Podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy. I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper. And we're we're a GZM GZM family. And we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature. I love the one with the Green Reaper and the zombies. Do you want to hear your family at the end of a show giving a shout-out? Go to gzmshows.com slash shout-out to learn more. That's gzmshows.com slash shout out for a chance to be heard on this show.